summary of the Sikha. One of the uh, garments that are mentioned in this week's parsha of the Kayin Gadol, which is called the Me'il, the tunic, a blue wool tunic. So the Pasuk says, you shall make along the bottom, along the hem of the, uh, of the Me'il, pomegranates of blue wool along the, uh, along the bottom, around the bottom of the Me'il, and golden bells amongst them all around the bottom of the Me'il. So Rashi says that even though the, uh, the uh, pomegranates were round and hollow inside, so you would think that the bells should be inside those when it says that the, the bells should be in, inside, it means that it means inside the, uh, the pomegranates, the, in the hollow of the pomegranates. So he says, no, it was really between the pomegranates. There was a pomegranate, a bell, a pomegranate, a bell, and so on. So the Ramban says, it comes out, if it was only, if the pomegranates were only there as a decorative thing, they, were, they didn't serve any purpose. In other words, the hollow wasn't to contain a bell, it was just a decorative thing. So then why did they make it like pomegranates? They should have made it like golden, bell, uh, like golden apples. So the Mizrahi asks, why does the Ramban decide that it should be like apples? What's wrong with pomegranates? Why, did he, why does it have to be like apples instead of pomegranates? So some could, you could explain perhaps that since we find that there were also orbs on the menorah, on the seven branches of the menorah, one part of the decoration was kaftairim, which means orbs. And there Rashi says that they were like apples, shaped like apples. So the question is, why by the menorah does he say it was shaped like apples? Here it's called pomegranates. If it's all decorative, and over there you call the decoration apples, why over here is it called pomegranates? So to understand this, let's first explain what is the purpose of the bells that were on the bottom of the Me'il. So the Pasuk says, so that he will be heard when the Kayin Gadol is coming, entering into the holiness, his, the sound of him coming will be heard when he enters into the holy place. And this is so essential that he should be heard when he's coming in that it says in the Pasuk, and therefore he will not die, from which we understand if he wasn't heard when he was coming, then he would have died. So what's so essential about being heard when he comes into the holiness? So Ramban explains that it's because when somebody, you don't suddenly show up in the palace of the king. You have to announce yourself. You have to get permission to go into the palace. So the sound of the Kayin Gobble going into the into the, into the holy place, to the Beis Hamikdash, is the permission that he requests to come do the Avedah. So then the question is, why on Yom Kippur, when the Kayin Gadol went into the Holy of Holies, which he didn't wear the Mi'il, because he was wearing the white garments, so then he wasn't heard when he went to, the, to there. You would think that when he goes into the Holy of Holies, for sure he should have to have permission. So the reason is because on Yom Kippur, the Yidin, Hashem connects to the Yidin in the most essential level, and therefore, it's like family, and everybody's invited in, there's no need to announce yourself. According to this explanation of the Ramban, it comes out that the bells, the sound, was not part of the Aveda itself, it was just the introduction. Before you enter into do the Aveda, you have to announce yourself, but it's not part of the Aveda itself. But even so, it's obvious that something that is so essential that the Torah calls it, that he has to do it, otherwise he would die, must be something very integral to what the Kayin Gadol represents on behalf of the Jews. So we have to understand what that is. So one of the explanations is 
when the Kayan Godel does the Aveda, what he is doing is representing every Yid. Klal Yisraeli represents the entire Jewish community. In other words, that when he goes in to do his Aveda, he is bringing along with him the entire Jewish community with him in order to do the Aveda on their behalf. And since it's explained in many places that the Aveda of Abal Tshuva that comes because of how, what is the what is the Aveda of Abal Tshuva when you realize how far you are from Hashem somebody who did Averis certainly so but even somebody who doesn't actually do Averis but the Nefesh of Bahamas the animal soul still uh, pushes him to do Averis he has to fight against the Nefesh of Bahamas which means that I still live under the uh, shadow of the Nefesh of Bahamas which means I'm still far away from Hashem and even a Tzaddik which is already involved only with the Nefesh Elikis, but you feel the accomplishments of the Nefesh Elikis, so you still feel yourself in a certain sense, you feel your contribution to this, so therefore that in itself is considered to be a yeshus and, and removed from Hashem. So when a Yid you know, takes all this into account, so you feel the distance from Hashem, and therefore you have this great passion, and this great to get closer to Hashem and that kind of passion is brought out with great tumult and with great uh, drama as the Baal Shem Tov said he was once asked why his chassidim why they daven with all kinds of strange movements and they shake and they, they throw their hands in the air and so on why do they do that? and the Baal Shem Tov said that when somebody's drowning and he wants to be saved he screams and he flaps his hands and he kicks his feet and nobody would look at him as weird. That's not strange. That would be perfectly understandable. So when a Yid feels that they're far from Hashem, they want to be saved, and that's what it comes along with that kind of, uh, with that kind of drama. And although the Pasuk says, Loi berash Hashem, that Hashem doesn't come with great uh, drama, but rather, with a muted, quiet uh, sound. But that's only true because when you're up to the level of Havaya, of Hashem, Loi berash Hashem, there it can already be when a person is on the level of Havaya which transcends the world a person is close with Hashem then it can be done then it has to be done with quiet muted sound but when a person is still far from Hashem still connected and attached and has to break free from the world in which we live and that is connected to a Lakim over there it has to be done you can't do it you're not up to yet and that's the reason that the Kayan Godel came with sound when he came into the Be- Beis Amigdash. Because since he's bringing along the Yidin with him into the Beis Amigdash, so he has to bring not only those tzaddikim which come quietly, he has to bring those people which their Aveda still involves a great sound. They still around, uh, involves great drama because they're not on the level of tzaddikim, they're still on the level of becoming Balichuva. And if a Kayin Gadol is not willing to come with a sound, which means he doesn't want to deal with those Yidin that are still involved in serving Hashem with this kind of drama. So then, Yomus, that means that he is not really doing his job, and therefore he's no longer deserving of life as a Kayin Gadol. And that's also why the bells were on the bottom of the Me'il, because this represents the Yidin as they are on the lower levels. That represents the Yidin on the lower levels of of the uh, hierarchy of Yiddishkeit and that's why the bells were on the bottom of the Me'il but that is only on the, the rest of the year but on Yom Kippur when every Yid even the ones that are on the lower levels of Yiddishkeit the ones that are not yet are working on becoming Balachuva on some level 
even they are in close contact with Hashem at that time and in a very essential connection to Hashem and therefore there is no need on Yom Kippur for the, for the drama on Yom Kippur everything is done as we said because every Yid is on the level of Avaya on that day and there is no need to come in with the Nishma with the sounds of the Kayengol which explains the difference between the way the Ramban sees it and the way Rashi sees it we find in the Psukim that the Yidna sometimes compared to an apple and sometimes compared to a pomegranate. The difference is, when the Yidna compared to an apple, it represents a, an elevated status of the Yidna. When it, they're represented as a pomegranate, the, pomeg- the uh, Kepele Harim and Rakosech, so the Gemara says, when uh, the Posik that mentions the Yidna as a pomegranate, the Posik says, Afilu Reikonim Shabach, even the empty ones amongst you, the lower level Yidna, are also filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate. In other words, that the pomegranate represents the Yidin that are on the lower level, as they are on a lower level. And therefore Rashi, which deals with the simple understanding of the Psukim, he talks about Yidin as you see them on the external. A Yid that has, there are Yidin that have higher qualities and Yidin that have lower qualities. And therefore Rashi says, you need to represent also the Yidin that are on the lower, the, with the lower qualities. And they have to be at, at the bottom of the Me'il, they come into the, to the Beis Amigdosh represented as pomegranates that's who we're talking about Yidin that are also like pomegranates they also have to be shown to be Malayim, Misfis, Kerimin and that's why it was Dafka even the Noi, even the beauty is represented as pomegranates because that's who we're dealing with and that's who the Kayin Gadol has to bring in but the Ramban who, de- who teaches not only the simple understanding of the Psukim but as he says he teaches also um, inner teachings and the things that are understood only by such people that learn, that can understand the Pnimius Atayra. So he represents the Yidin as they are in their true essential nature. In the true essential nature, every Yid is a Tzadik. And therefore, every Yid should be seen as an apple. Why represent them as a, as a pomegranate? That's why the Ramban says, why, sh- why are they being represented? If you're talking about Noi, if you're talking about the decorative, of the beauty, so present them in their true beauty, which is as an apple. Just as they were represented on the Menorah as an apple, because the Menorah, is, uh, the seven branches of the Menorah represents the seven different types of Aveda that they didn't have according to the seven Midas, and on there they're all represented as apples. So on the meal they should also be represented as apples. The Rebbe concludes that even though it would seem that the Aveda that comes with a great uh, drama is a lower level Aveda than the, than the Aveda that comes with quiet Kaldumamadaka, but the truth is that the Aveda that comes with a, that on the other hand, the Aveda that comes with a Kaldumamadaka is limited because it comes in a certain parameter with a certain protocol and it's limited to that protocol. What, is the, what, is, what does it mean when it comes with great Berkeil Raj Godel that there is so much boiling up from within the person that it breaks out into infinite type of expression an unlimited type of expression and that's what the Kail Raj Godel represents a, an expression, a re- revelation of the Neshama that can't be contained which is the reason why because by a Baal Tshuva the Avedis Hashem comes in an infinite uncontained manner 
where, as opposed to the tzaddikim where it is still contained and that's the lesson to our generation that there could be the one that says that it's true that we have to go do and work with people that are not yet uh, close to Hashem but why do you have to make a big tumult about it why does it have to be done in the streets and with, uh, with music and with big banners and so on shouldn't it be done by called mamadaka the answer is that since according to the signs that are, we are close to Mashiach so therefore we are at the bottom of the Me'il now and this is a time when we have to do everything with great tumult we have to do the Nishma Kailu our sound, the sound of the Yiddishkeit has to be heard in all the streets everywhere and especially that we see that the Le'umazeh the opposing forces, the forces of Klippa, they don't do everything quietly. They do everything also in a very loud and uh, in-your-face way. So therefore, the way we have to undermine them, we have to neutralize them by using the same methods that they use, that we also do our Yiddishkeit in a very, very f- visible way, in a noisy way, and uh, and this way we will come to the great sound of the Kaila Shoifer, the sound of the Shoifer of Mashiach, the Kail Mavasa Mavasa the sound giving us the good news that Mashiach has come and it should happen the Korav Mamash.